turn to the first chapter of the book of Luke. Leading up to Christmas, I thought it'd be fun to just take a look at a young girl's faith, being that's kind of been the subject in the book of Genesis, and uh, the impact that... Uh, this person had on the world, and um, I think there's a few lessons to glean. I'm going to go through this pretty quick, so um, we'll take it in a, in a couple chunks. I'm going to start reading in verse 26, and I'm going to read all the way through verse 45, so bear with me. I did take the Evelyn Woodhead Sped, redden, coarse. Either you guys are not in good humor today or that went right over your head. It says, now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to, her, to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and having come in, the angel said to her, rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at the saying and considered what manner of greeting this was, and then... The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and, and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever in his kingdom. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. And then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is how now the sixth month uh, for her who was called barren, for with God nothing will be impossible. And then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed. Now Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste to a city of Judah and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the babe leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. But, but why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. Let's pray. Lord, thank you. Thank you for this incredible story, Lord, that uh, is full of truth. It's who you are. It's what you've done. It's... Uh, 
It's how you intervene in the lives of, of us humans, Lord, created in your image, created, Lord, to be um, witnesses and to worship our God and to become like our Lord. And Father, we just ask that you would teach us now, Lord, as we look at your word, that it would be powerful and that we, we would glean things from this girl's life, Lord, as you, um, Lord, no doubt, you change things forever for her, Lord, and, and you will change things forever for us. Lord, help us to believe in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, uh, interesting. It's, there's a lot of angelic stuff going on right now, you know, and uh, I've heard it said that, that God doesn't really need us. Uh, God could do whatever he wants to do, and uh, he chooses to use us. I don't know why that is, but when uh, the Lord doesn't want the message totally messed up, it seems like he sends angels. <laughs> so would you pray for me to have a few visits? Um, but so, so I don't get because we've been going through the book of Daniel, just read Zechariah this morning and how the, the angels showed up and, and, um, and we've been reading it through the, the, the book of Genesis and, and God truly does intervene in our lives. In, in a very supernatural way, and we're seeing that here with Mary. And um, in verses 26 through 28, Gabriel is dispatched. That, uh, that archangel that we know, he seems to be a, a very prominent messenger of the Lord. And, um, and he is dispatched, and he starts talking to Mary. Now, what would you do if an angel showed up and started talking to you? Well, maybe we have encountered angels not knowing it. You know, the book of Hebrews tells us some have, some have been encountered angels unaware, not knowing. Uh, I felt like I had an encounter like that one time. I was at this uh, wrestling tournament, and we were in a, uh, no, we were at a wrestling, um, we were at St. George, Bob. Um, it was a clinic wrestling camp, and uh, we were down there, and the, the guy running the camp was a Christian, but he would run his camps over into Sunday. Well, the folks in Utah didn't think that was too cool. And so they, they had, there was about five coaches had his wife cornered and was kind of giving her the what for, for having a, a wrestling camp on Sunday. And, um, and so they're asking her questions about what she believes. And she, she grew up in Calvary Chapel. She had a pretty strong faith. And she, but she was pretty intimidated. And all of a sudden, this kid, he was a wrestler. He had, a, he had head, headgear on his, I saw him. He had headgear on his shorts. And he had a singlet, or he's hanging off his singlet. And he had his warm-up on. And um, those guys were taking her to task. And this kid and says, ma'am, can I, can I say something? She goes, yeah, be my guest. And I mean, he put these guys in their place. This kid's like 17 years old. And he put these guys in their place, quoting scripture. I mean, he was very articulate and to the point and bold. And, um, and I, I, looked, I looked, he had a name tag on, and I, uh, I looked at his name tag. And then I started going through, because I wanted to go talk to him after he was done. I left before he got done. And uh, there was no record of this kid. He had, they had no, they didn't have his name in the camp. And I just thought, I'm wondering, what was that? It was pretty cool. And um, I think that that happens sometimes. Uh, and 
and we're not totally aware of it. And I, I don't know about you, but I want to be tuned in enough to the Lord to where if he's got a message for me, I'll listen. And I think I might have said last week, you know, um, maybe I can't even remember where I shared it, but, but uh, when somebody comes up into, to you and tells you, the Lord has told me to tell you. And I always listen to that, you guys. I always listen to it. Sometimes I'm a little, yeah, right. I know you don't like me, right? But, but I, I, you listen to it, and then you pray, Lord, you need to lead me in this. If this is really from you, then you tell me as well. And, uh, and I, I believe God's able to do that. You believe that? God's able to do that. So here's Gabriel, and he's telling Mary, you're highly favored, right? Do you feel highly favored by God today? Uh, he, the Lord is with you. The, the, the Lord is, is, is with us. Even if you're not a believer today and you haven't surrendered your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, know that God is with you. And, and if you're in this room, I can guarantee you he's with you because he wants you to hear his word. And, um, and he says, blessed, you're blessed. So, so Mary's highly favored. The Lord is with her. She's blessed. Notice it says she's blessed among women, not above women, Right? Mary, Mary's like you and me. Now, some religions have kind of deified her and put her up uh, on a pedestal, um, though she was definitely set apart to be the mother of the Lord. We know that. But she was not a sinless person. Mary wasn't. And nor are you, nor am I, right? That whole, this whole self-confrontation study, that, that, it, it uh, bears that out very well. And in verse... 29, it, um, I better read it. It says, but when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. So she's going, oh no, is, is, it's kind of like the Rebecca thing that we looked at last week. Well, if all is well, then why is this happening? Right? And, and she's concerned about, about what's, what's going on here. And Gabriel says, don't be afraid. And he tells her seven things about the baby that she's going to have. Seven things. First, uh, he tells her that, that she's going to have a son. Okay? Another gender reveal. The Bible was way ahead of everybody else on that. Right? Um. Second, his name is going to be Jesus. Tells him, she, he tells what, what, what the baby's name is going to be. And we know that, that that name Jesus means Jehovah is salvation. Thirdly, she, the angel tells her, he will be great. He will be great. Fourthly, he will be called the son of the highest. Fifthly, the Lord will give him the throne of his father, David. Sixthly, he will, he will reign over Jacob, a.k.a. Israel, forever. I don't know about you, but just I've been watching this stuff pretty close right there in Israel with Israel and Gaza. And uh, it's funny. You, you, you haven't seen any invasions into Israel. Do you think there's a reason for that? 
Could it be the, the one who watches over Israel? That, that keeps them? That the Bible says that if they are touched by anyone, they're touching the apple of God's eye? I think it could be. And seven... He and his kingdom will never end. It's an eternal kingdom. We've got us an eternal God. It's not temporary. I just did a funeral yesterday, and I love reading in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, the last verse there. It says that everything that is seen, everything you can see is temporary. Everything you can't see is eternal. When you chew on that for a while, you're going, wow, that's, that's heavy. That's, that's pretty incredible. And this is this, this baby that is going to be born, this, this, this one that they're going to they're call Jesus. And so in verse 34, it says, Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be since I do not know a man? Now, got to realize, this girl, they... they they um, speculate that she is between 13 and 17 years old. Have you been around 13 to 17-year-old girls? Um, she, she's, she's like, uh, wow, this, this don't really make sense. and Because um, and, we don't think of them as, as real women at this point in, in their life. But obviously they do. My daughter, when she was, or my granddaughter, when she was in the emergency room here a few weeks back, she's sitting there. I hate being a woman. She's 11. <laughs> but Mary's young, you know, and yes, she's betrothed. They haven't gone through the engagement process. Therefore, she says, I have not known a man, right? I haven't done it, right? And so, praise the Lord, because Jesus is virgin born. He's virgin born. He was born of a virgin. She was a virgin. Virginity is a beautiful thing. It's something to be valued and cherished and protected. And I don't know if there's any in this room or not, but hang on to it. It's a gift from God. It's beautiful. And the only way we could have a savior had to come through a virgin. Or he would have been tainted with sin. And so Gabriel tells her that it's going to be supernatural, right? And so he tell he goes on and he tells Mary, and the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. This is the Son of God. I can't imagine this poor girl's brain trying to absorb all this, thinking, what? Now, no doubt, this girl, we're going to see, was very well-educated as far as the, the Hebrew law. 
and stuff, and no doubt looking for their Messiah, which they're still looking for today, the Jewish people. Um, so no doubt she had heard stories that there would be a virgin, Isaiah 7, that is going to conceive and bear a son, and you shall call his name Emmanuel, right? God with us. And, and Mary probably heard those scriptures. And she's probably thinking, oh my goodness. You know, barrenness, when we see it in the Bible, it seems to be pretty popular today, right? In fact, it is popular today, barrenness. Uh, in fact, they, they're saying that many countries, their, their population with their birth rates are not going to be able to sustain, right? Death to, to, to birth ratios. Uh, things are changing. Maybe it's winding down. You think? Right? It's, 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 coming, it's coming to an end. This life, this, this world we live in, this universe that we exist in, it's coming to an end. It, it has a shelf life. Right? You and I have a shelf life. I'm getting pretty stale. But no doubt Mary's thinking, my gosh, she's probably reeling from this idea. Uh, her, her preconceived ideas of what her life was going to be like just got nuked. Right? You, you got preconceived ideas about your life, right? And sometimes it goes in such a drastic, wild, different direction than what you thought. Or your children... You got dreams and hopes for your kids. And then they, you just thought, I would have never. I can't believe it. You would have never thought that that would happen. That kind of tells us about the only sovereignty we have is, our, even, is over our own lives, and that's in question. Um, the decisions we make and the, the, the things we do and say. So she, uh, this was no doubt a life-changing experience. Um, no doubt she probably needs to talk to somebody. I cannot tell you, if I had a nickel for every time I heard that phrase over the last 20-some years in ministry, uh, they called and they need to talk to somebody. <laughs> and it's amazing that how soothing that is for people. I, I've had people, I mean, just broken and in a puddle and, and walk out of my office thanking me for, thanks for listening. I mean, I didn't really have any answers for them other than the answer's Jesus, right? But just to let people talk and to listen to what they're going, uh, what's going on in their life and to, to, I had one gal said, it just feels so good to be heard. Some people just need to talk to somebody. So the Lord provides that for Mary. No doubt, her mind is blown. She needs to visit with somebody. And it says, and um, so the Holy Spirit will come up on you. He, she says now in, in verse 36, now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is, is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. She goes, man, I can, 
No doubt I can identify with Elizabeth. So she gets out of Dodge. No doubt. And especially if they start, you know, you know, little communities start yakking. Did you hear? Mary is pregnant. And they have not even had their ceremony. We're terrible. We're terrible people. Watch who you talk about. In fact, try to go this week without talking about anybody except Jesus. Right? Try that. <laughs> it's going to be pretty quiet. <laughs> so Gabriel tells her, listen, hey, Elizabeth is pregnant. So I love this. Verse 38 is so powerful. And Mary said, behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. A maidservant, a slave, right? A slave. God has called us, Jesus has called you and I, folks, to be slaves. And you do it by choice, right? Exodus 21 is an incredible study of the bond servant. That's what she is here. She's a bond slave. She has enslaved herself to the God of heaven. And that's what God's looking for, is those who are willing to do that. Well, I'm, I'm not going to be anybody's slave. Then you're probably a slave to sin. Jesus said, the soul that sins will surely die. Whoever sins is a slave to it. So Mary accepts God's plan. Have you? Well, I don't know what it is. I would, but, well, maybe, but, you know, Africa's probably out. Got big bugs and snakes, and I'm, what's God's plan? Well, in Micah chapter 6, verse 8, we used to sing this song all the time back in the 80s and 90s. And it was, it was verbatim, the Micah chapter 6, verse, verse 8. He has shown you, O man, what is good and what the Lord does require of you, but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. That's what you're to do. Just do what God tells you to do. What about what, when God presents something in your life that is one of those things, kind of like Mary here, where it totally changes the direction of your life? You're going somewhere totally different now. You're going, ha, ah, how this does, how'd this happen? I remember sitting down with a 31-year-old girl, her and our dad, her, her dad and I were party animals uh, together back in the day. And um, I, after I came to Christ, I didn't hang out with him much after that. Still a good friend of mine that I love very much, but I had to distance myself back in the day. And I remember praying for this girl and her three siblings. Uh, over the last 20 years, I'd prayed for him and, uh, and, and prayed for him and, and his wife and then his ex-wife and, and all the stuff going on in their lives. And I remember sitting down with her. She called me and I was on my way to a rodeo Bible camp and she... Uh, she said, I just got a diagnosis. She's 31, mom of two. She said, I just got a diagnosis. I, I've, uh, I've got breast cancer. And she said, the most radical kind. And so she was dating this guy at the time, and 
things were going crazy, and she goes, uh, I guess I'm not going to be here quite as long as I thought I was. This is actually the second recurrence. They had done a little, she had a little bit before, but it had metastasized and gone into her bones. We did her funeral a few months later. But how do you handle that when life changes so fast? I've seen it this week. When, when your parents, both your parents die, right? It's like this chapter of your life gets closed. But if you're still here, God has a plan. Maybe you need somebody to talk to. You can talk to him, but that's why we have a body. We, we'll, you'll find somebody that you can identify with, and, and Mary totally is going to be able to identify with Elizabeth, but what does she do first? She accepts, okay, Lord, this is what you got for me. Whatever it is. Have you said that to the Lord? That is a scary thing. Lord, I'll do whatever you want me to do. <laughs> and then shake in your boots. Oh, no, no. What's going to happen? But a surrendered life is the best life. Mary just surrenders all that she is. Lord, I'm your slave. I'll do whatever you want me to do. And she, so she goes, and it says in verse 39, Now Mary rose in those days and went into the hill country with haste to the city of Judah and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb, for but why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? Amazing. Elizabeth, at the, at the greeting of Mary, it's like the Lord is confirming. When God calls you to do something, he confirms it, right? He confirms it. The Lord confirms this with Mary through Elizabeth and the Holy Spirit. So Mary speaks, right? The Holy Spirit fills Elizabeth. The babe leaps in her womb. Now, some, one commentator said, that is John the Baptist, the baptizer, who 30 years later would be baptizing people in the Jordan, recognizing the Lamb of God who was 20 days conceived inside of Mary. God's creation recognizes their God. That is a baby six months in the womb recognizing a baby 20 days in the womb. Great abortion argument, by the way. This stuff is just, as I was reading through it and, and, and kind of looking at this message, I'm just going, my gosh, do I, do I understand anything? God is so big and his plan so vast and his love so deep that he gives us just what we need. He doesn't leave us just flapping in the wind. God provides. So 
The babe leaps. You remember, you remember what Zechariah, or excuse me, Gabriel had told Zechariah back in, in verse 15. He says, for he, speaking of the babe John the Baptist, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He will also be filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb. Some think this is when John received the Holy Spirit, even from the mother's womb. I pray for my grandbabies and my babies to be filled with the Holy Spirit, right? They need the Holy Spirit. I pray that over them because he's got to do the work. I know I can't. I can't even do it for me. God's got to do it in me. No doubt, Mary, hearing these words, right, in verses 42 through 45 from Elizabeth, no doubt had to just been like a soothing oil to her soul. Then she spoke with a loud voice and said, blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. But why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Blessed is she she who believed for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. So Mary gets this message from the Lord and then she has to do something with it, right? She has to believe it and receive it into her heart wholeheartedly as a bond slave or she rejects it. And Elizabeth commends her. She tells her, blessed is she who believed. You know, when Jody was up here talking about self-confrontation and how, and George as well, just how the Lord wants to take you deeper. I remember just telling somebody about my wife the other day, we're going, we're, we're going to celebrate 37 or 38 years, can't remember which, sorry, honey. But the oneness that happens when, when you do marriage God's way, a man and a woman, it, it, like George was saying, it, it just grows. It's just something, it's wild, right? The, the, the way I feel about my bride now is to, opposed to when we first got married. I always tell people, when we got married, I was in heat. <laughs> now... Just the thought of her gets me giddy, right? I want to be with her. I want to touch her. I want to smell her. I want to hear her. I, it's, it's so much different. It's, 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 it's a genuine love. It's not hormones. And that's, God wants to take us all deeper, you guys. It's, a, it's a, that koinonia. Right, that this, this fellowship, this intimacy that we can have with God is, is it's beautiful, it's powerful. And sometimes he has to take us through hard things for us to get that, right? So, so you got this virgin who is gonna have a baby and she's never uh, slept with a man and yet I'm sure the whisperings, we're not children of fornication, they said, told Jesus, Right? 
Um, and Elizabeth, who had been barren for so long, and it was it, John the Baptist's birth is much like Isaac's birth. They, they shouldn't have had a child, and yet they did. And just, just a little side note here, God's in control of the womb. Just want you to know if you're struggling. Uh, love to talk to you or anoint you or pray for you. But uh, Elizabeth was a true blessing. It was God's perfect timing for, for Mary to get ministered to by somebody who could understand what she was going through. Isn't that what ministry's all about? As I look back at my life, and, and there's some junk back there, man. I mean, nasty stuff. And I'm thinking, Lord, you're so cool. You use every single bit of that, and even the nasty stuff. It's just so amazing that he can use it together for good. Why? It's, it's when I am able to identify with somebody that is struggling with something in their past or even going through it that I go, hey, I've been there. When I was, when I was at the school, kids going, when their parents were going through divorce, and I'd sit down with them and I'm going, honey, buddy, I know exactly what you're going through. I know it hurts. And you're acting out and I ain't going to allow it. The hard things don't allow you to act the way you do. I'm going to call you on it. But just know I love you and I understand what you're going through. And that's just, that's just ministry. It's not like we have all the answers. Though we do, because we know Jesus. But that's when we can identify with those going through hard things. Now, it, now it's interesting. When it comes to Mary, right, um, she was, a, she was a vessel that was ready to contain Jesus. She was a vessel that was ready to contain Jesus. Are you? Are you a vessel that contains him? Because the Bible says the eyes of the Lord go to and fro. He's looking for people that would have the, the heart and the soul and the spirit to receive him and contain him. And because Jesus can't really be inside us unless we have this, this faith like Mary had. It is by grace you have been saved through faith. It's the gift of God. You know, when it comes to Mary, uh, Warren Worsby says, when it comes to Mary, people tend to go to two, one of two extremes. They either magnify her so much that Jesus takes second place, or they ignore her and fail to give her the esteem she deserves. Elizabeth, filled with the Spirit, called her the mother of my Lord. And that is reason enough for us today to honor her. And commend her faith. Her faith's just like yours and mine, by the way. It's not greater, it's not less. It's she just got to have, a, have the, an experience that was only for her. So she receives all this. She um, hears Elizabeth. No doubt her soul is comforted. And she 
It's called Mary's Song. I don't know that I've ever heard this, these words put to music, but it's pretty beautiful. Verse 46, it says, And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. For he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant. For behold, henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm and has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has put down the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. As he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his seed forever. So Mary's song, it's also called the Magnificat, or however they say it, Kate. A pretty powerful song that uh, she starts with magnifying the Lord, her soul and her spirit. It's really just a, a worship. Oh, how great. Oh, how great is our God. I think we sing that song, don't we? Oh, how great, right? Much like the, the, the woman at the well, when Jesus talks to her, he says, it's, the Lord's looking for those who worship him in, in soul, spirit, and, and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. God found in Mary what he was looking for. Lord, I hope that in my life, when you look at it, you'll find what you're looking for. Where? A place to dwell. A, a place to dwell. We Notice she needed a savior. It's God, my savior. She's worshiping him with, with all of her spirit, and he's her savior. Mary needed a savior. She's not the savior. She needed a savior. Just like you and I do. This girl knows God. Now, in this passage from verse 46 to verse, four, verse um, 55, it alludes to God as he or his 14 times. Now, no doubt this family, I'm sure, had some serious family devotions. She knows, she knows about about. Uh, the God of heaven. She knows ab ab about the law. She knows how, how great he is. No doubt she heard all the exploits of the Lord as he brought them out of Egypt and as he, as he uh, ruled uh, with King David there in, in Jerusalem and the other kings that were righteous. No doubt he heard about the, the deeds of the prophets as, as Elijah and Elisha raised people from the dead. How they, how the Jordan River was stopped up. She knew all these things. She's, she's privy to who, who this God is. And, and it's all about him. Her whole life is about him. When Jesus called us to himself, right? And he told the people there in Matthew 6, 
Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. When your life is all about the Lord, doesn't he just take care of you? I mean, even if he reaches down and takes you home, he's taking care of you. <laughs> it's so glorious. It's like, it's like we can't lose. Mary has a, a, a very good understanding of, of who this God is and, and how she talks to him. But she, on the flip side of that, she knows herself that she's lowly, that she's a maidservant, a slave can only do what her master tells her to do. And she's okay with that. Are we? Are we okay with just doing what our master tells us to do? Or is it interfered with all the time with what others want us to do? Or what we want to do ourselves? It's like it's, it's this constant juggling act. Lord, I, I, I want to do your will, but I, I kind of want to go do my own thing too. Verse 50 says, and his mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. God's mercy. God's mercy being on those who fear him. That Consider maybe the offenses that we've made against God and he hasn't smitten us. Psalm 115 says, he, he will bless those who fear the Lord, both small and great. Verse one, or chapter 118, verse four says, let those who fear the Lord now say his mercy endures forever. God loves mercy. He wants us to experience mercy, but he also desires us to extend mercy, right? Isn't that what we read back in Micah? In verses 51 and 52, she recognizes his strength, what he is able to do, his strong arm. He has scattered the proud. He has put down the mighty and exalted the lowly. You feeling lowly? A lot of times these, these holidays are tough for people, especially as they, if they've gone through loss in, in, in the very near uh, past. It's a struggle. And yet the Lord is right there, able to exalt those of us who humble ourselves before him. Verse 53 says, he has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. I do not like what the Bible talks about riches, because I don't know that it's ever said anything good about riches, unless... Unless it is the riches that are in Christ Jesus. Jesus tells us in, in Matthew chapter 19, he says, I say to you that it is hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. And again, I say to you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. Riches, it means this is wild because where do riches come from? It's God's blessing. So, so many rich people don't recognize God for his blessing. That was his indictment against the man in Luke chapter 16, right? 
The rich man fared sumptuously and the poor beggar was at his gate. The rich man had everything he wanted. He didn't give that guy nothing. Just a little plug for the little, we got little help packets if you guys know anybody that needs any help. So we're going, my wife and I go and get these the other night because, you know, we want to bless. God's given us some resources, so we want to bless. And, and, and I'm, as I walk in, I have my hat on, and as I walk in, Winco, there's this old boy there. He's got some scruffy beard. He goes like that. He said, I got you. The cowboy hat just brought out the quick draw on the guy. And so I laughed and patted him on the shoulder. And as we're leaving, Connie goes, let's give that guy a, a food card here to Winco. I said, okay. So I jump out and go, how you doing? He goes, yeah. He goes, do you remember me? And I said, I don't, I don't remember you. He goes, my name's, he says, look at my name. And he, he pulls out these dog tags and he's got a little tiny license plate with the name Ringo on it. I don't know if anybody here has met Ringo. He goes, my name is Ringo Starr. I go, what? Yeah, Ringo Starr. He said, I was born in England and, 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 uh, and then came over here. He's still got an accent. He pulled up his shirt. He's got the crown tattooed right here on his arm. And I'm saying, well, Lord bless you, Ringo. I tried to talk to him about Jesus. It was like he went deaf. But it was just a blessing, right? So often we think we're going to go bless somebody, and doesn't it turn around on you? It's like the Lord goes, what do, you, do you know anything? I went and prayed with Dorothy Kaiser the other night at the hospital. And I'm sitting there on my knees, and I, I pray for her. And, and uh, I, I went to say amen, and she held on to my hand and kept her eyes closed and started praying for me. I'm just like... Okay, Lord, I, sometimes I think I'm so cool. And then the Lord just like, yeah, you got some catching up to do. But God's riches, it, it means, <laughs> I love this word. It sounds like a, a redneck word. It's God's muchness. God's muchness. That's what riches are, is God's muchness, his abundance that comes from receiving his provisions. God provides for us. And so many people don't even recognize that. They just go flying through life, not giving him any just due. Verses 54 and 55, we're wrapping this up. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. And he's going to keep doing that, by the way. As he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his seed forever. Mary is carrying Abraham's seed, right? Seed, it's singular. The seed of Abraham. God took this little girl, this young woman, and he placed in her the seed of Abraham that would be salvation to the whole wide world. And Jesus comes and he trucks us, right, invades our life and fills us with his Holy Spirit that we would do the same, that we would share with the world the salvation of God. Are we the right vessel to receive 
that. Mary has an incredible example here real quick. She knew God's word. She knew herself very well. She, was fully, uh, she fully accepted God's will concerning her life, and she was a true slave to his will. Oh, that we would be there also, folks. We can't go wrong, right? We win. We talked about it last week, about being that heir. We, we receive everything because of who Jesus is. May we never forsake him. May we be a, a vessel that God is looking for to fill up. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for this salvation, for this beautiful reminding, Lord, of your, your gift to us that we're going to celebrate this next week, that you came to be like us. Lord, you're, you're that one that can identify with us. You suffered more than any man. Lord, no doubt in, in spirit and in the flesh both. Lord, that we can never look at you and say, God, you don't understand because we know that you do. And so, Lord, today I just pray that this week, I pray that there would just be an extra measure of mercy and grace in all of our hearts, Lord, as we reach out and to those around us, Lord, maybe those who are in need. Lord, you told us that the poor would always be with us, Lord, and, and I just realize that sometimes I'm the poor man simply because I overlook all that you've given me. So, Lord, help us to share out with the, this love and this, and this mercy, Lord, and this justice that we've experienced from our God, the, the, the world around us, Lord, that we would be those witnesses. Lord, give us a boldness. Lord, help us to be generous. Lord, as you were so generous to come and lay down your life. Lord, we love you today and, and just pray that you administer to those souls maybe who are just searching, who haven't yet come to that place of, of salvation, yet to that place of surrendering to the God of heaven, truly becoming that that bond slave to the one who owns all of their ways and holds our breath in your hand. Lord, we love you today. And uh, just minister to your people, I pray in Jesus' holy name. Amen.